For unto us a child is born. I love that video because I think probably fairly similar to most people that the story of Christmas is probably a little bit unusual and not a plan that any one of us would ever come up with, that God of ages would come down to be a helpless little baby. And I just think I would come up with a a warrior or a king or something like that. In fact, many of the people at Jesus' time were expecting a king. They were expecting a warrior. And little did they know that God was going to come as a beautiful, helpless little baby. I just love Christmas. I think I love doing carols. I think one of the beautiful things about carols is the the writers of those carols just had such inspiration that sometimes I feel like when I've sung some carols, I've I've heard about 10 sermons uh, before I've even started because there's such beauty in all of the words. Um, But as as I think about that video, you know, sometimes just like that man reading the, the story, sometimes we make more of something that was meant to be so beautiful, so unique and so simple, and we've turned Christmas into something that is so complex, so exhausting and so stressful. In fact, I want to sort of say quite often we end up making things what they were never intended to be. We often make things what they were never intended to be. And as I look around our, our modern-day Christmases, I wonder what uh, the Lord would think. With all the tinsel and all the decorations and the food and, and everything, have we lost the essence of what it was actually originally meant to be? In fact, the, Jesus had a big go at the religious leaders at the time because they did this exact thing. They took the law, which was the covenant of God's people to be able to have a right relationship with him and live in in freedom and life, and they added things to it and more laws and more laws, and this burden became this thing that was too hard for the people to bear. And what was originally intended to be something that was a relationship builder became something that was a relationship gap maker. And so we often make things not what they're meant to be, a bit like this Christmas card that I came across this week. Um, Either he's a very big cat lover or they were missing the baby when they did the photo shoot. I don't know. But did you know that people aren't the only ones that change what something was intended to be? Did you know that fruit and vegetables do the same thing? Some of you are looking at me like, it's been a long year, you've got a bit fruitcakey in the head. Let me explain. Fruit and vegetables try to be something that they're not. Here is an eggplant (laughs) that is clearly trying to be something that it's it's not intended to be. Here's another eggplant giving it a go. I think possibly carrots are the the biggest um, people, people, biggest vegetables to do this. Uh, this carrot thought, uh, if I become a human, I don't have to be, be in the soup, but he ended up in the soup anyway. <laughs> this carrot thinks he's his top dog. Yo. And these carrots, just they just love each other. Oh. And uh, this carrot thinks it's a hand. 
And then a, then a yam came along and said, that's not a hand, this is a hand. I've got one, the next one is. And then, yeah, we've got a, a radish as a foot. And then the potatoes got in and on the act as well. I like to call this one a sweet bear tato. That was a joke. And I think probably strawberries and tomatoes are the, are the worst uh, people who do this. And so the strawberry said to the tomato, hey, I can be an animal. I can be a chicken. To which the tomato said, yeah, but I can be a duck. And so the strawberry said, ah, but can you do a butterfly? To which the, the tomato said, yes, I can. <laughs> now, that's a bit of fun, and, and it's a bit, bit, bit fun, but it's, it's illustrating this point that things often end up not what they were intended to be. And I think this can happen for us at Christmas too. And it's not necessarily intentional, we can have very good intentions when it comes to traditions, when it comes to things that we involve ourselves in, things that originally reflect and remind us of the Christmas story. But the more and more that is piled up and, and is added to it, it becomes something that maybe it was not ever really meant to be. In fact, we're probably uh, finding this, things that you did with one or two children that were beautiful and lovely become very hard to do once they've become a lot more. But there's this pressure to keep it up and to keep up these traditions. So if perhaps what we experience and see around us isn't what it's supposed to be, then what really is Christmas about? And this next video, kids, I think probably explains it pretty well. But I want to just give an introduction to this so that you can understand it. Uh, we're going to see a video that is about a search engine. So a search engine is like Google, where you type in something that you're looking for an answer for, and, and Google, the computer, will spit back the answer. And so in this video, a man is going to be the computer. He's going to be the search engine, and people are going to come and ask questions about Christmas, and he's going to respond. And sometimes the way they ask questions are the ways in which we type into the computer as well. So that's just a bit of a background for you so you can understand the humour and, and the point of this video. So thanks, Dave. Hey, welcome. I'm the Christmas search engine, and I can help you find anything related to... DIY Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. Um, let's jump right in. Here we go. <laughs> what date Christmas this year? Uh, December 25th. What date Christmas next year? December 25th. Song that goes... <laughs> um, I think I know what you're looking for. How cook ham. Okay. How cook ham fast? Uh... Oh, ham flamethrower recipe. Wait, what? Christmas present mom. Nice. Cheap. Nice. What day Christmas 2035? Are you serious? Gift wrap bowling ball. Please be careful. Custom dog Christmas. Sorry, what? Christmas dog custom cute. Oh, you mean costume? Christmas dog costume cute! Gift wrap accordion. Uh, that's gonna be tricky. <laughs> Can I drink expired eggnog? No. What happens if drink expired eggnog? Why'd you even ask me in the first place? D 
Dealing with relatives. Okay. Dealing with nosy relatives. Oh, well. Dealing with my nosy, overbearing relatives who won't stay out of my business. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty much all the same stuff. (laughs) Gift wrap a saddle. Who are you buying this stuff for? Santa Claus riding a unicorn. Santa Claus riding a unicorn socks. Is that a thing? Search it up. Oh, wow. Here they are. Take my money. Norwegian tree skirts. How many lights, one outlet? Elf pajamas. Dog singing Christmas carols. (sighs) Oh, hello. What is Christmas really about? (laughs) I've got just the thing. angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So, Jesus? Jesus. May I? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Huh? How fix burnt ham? Okay. Uh, you know what? Forget it. Pizza delivery Christmas Eve. <laughs> no problem. I love how that video depicted the, the chaos and the, the, the stuff that surrounds this time at Christmas. And yet, really, the essence of Christmas was that simple story uh, read as the angel said to Joseph that, that a child was born. Fear not, behold, for I bring you great news of great joy that will be for all people, for you and for I. For unto you born this day in the city of David is a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This baby, Jesus, is our saviour. He is the one who came to rescue us from our sin condition. And over many years, I've had lots of conversations about with people about uh, truth and life and and, and doctrine and things like that. And so often, I often hear this response to the, the, the story of faith is that, well, I'm a good person and so I don't need saving. Or I don't do bad things and therefore what do I need a saviour for? And that really comes from a, an idea that is wrong about the nature of sin, that we are all born into sin that we all uh, have this self-centeredness that comes from birth that we need saving from in order to be in right relationship with God. In fact, uh, G.K. Chesterton said this really interesting quote. He said, Certain new theologians dispute original sin, which is the only part of Christian theology that can actually be proved. What he's actually saying is that Many doctrines require faith or thought or intellect or thinking through stuff, whereas the doctrine of sin is something that's observable. 
as something that's provable as we look around. And so we can do that this morning. I want you to turn to the person next to you and just turn to the person next to you. See, I've just proved the point. (laughs) Okay, now just look at me. See, I've proved the point again. Every single one of us is born into this condition of sin. It's not the behavior, it's not the things that we do, it's, it's the, the condition. So it's a bit like going to a doctor and saying, doctor, my arm keeps bleeding. And imagine if the doctor just said to you, well, here's some bandages, wrap it up, and when the bandage gets a bit wet, here's another bandage and wrap it up, and, and when it gets wet, and it just keeps going and going. Wouldn't you say to the doctor, but I want you to find the source of this problem. I want you to find the reason for why my arm is bleeding. I don't want you just to, to try and stop it. And that's what it's like with sin in our lives. The sin is the disease. It's the condition. And sometimes that comes out in the behavior that we have, that we see in the world around us. So Jesus came to be our savior and to save us from our sins. But the way Jesus did it, I marvel every single Christmas. She will bear a son and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the, by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, God didn't just save us from outside. He didn't just throw a line from heaven and say, hold on to this. God actually came into our world. He actually came to us in order to save us. He came to us just like when Jesus talked about the lost sheep and how he went to the sheep. He went to the sheep, he found him and put him on his shoulders and he carried him back home. This is what Christmas is about, that God became one of us and he came to us and he lived with us in order that he might save us. And that is the wonderful thing about what we call the incarnation, that God became, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. And kids, I've been trying to think about a way to explain the incarnation. And I was pondering Christmas morning a few weeks ago and this thought came to my mind. And that is in our society, in our world, we have, um, we have certain um, groups and, and things that revolve around maybe music or sport and certain, certain groups get together and they like the same thing that might be around a political cause, it might be a sporting team, it might be that they like the same music and this is called subculture. There are certain subcultures within our world where people who like the same sort of stuff, then they start to dress the same, they start to talk the same, they start to act the same, they start to like the same things because they're in their their group. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most um, of these groups are involved in music and, and revolve around music. So I used to be in a music group and there was, there was a hardcore group and there was Scar and there was punk and there was pop and all these different groups had their own dresses and their own sort of language and their own musical groups that they liked and these, these subculture groups. But there's one 
Now, I'm not going to say that I hate them because we, we don't hate people. Uh, I'm not going to say that um, they're wrong. I'm going to say that I just really struggle with them. And, and you might go, hang on a minute, I like that style of music. That's okay. You can like that style of music. We can all have our different tastes. But when it comes to this kind of American hip-hop rap kind of uh, subculture, there's this sense of it's all about me, it's all show, it's all image. Hey, look at me, aren't I, aren't I great? And I really struggle with the language and the lifestyle and the things that this kind of look at me kind of subculture represents. But you know what the amazing thing about the incarnation is? I think every single one of us, if we're honest, probably have a group of people that maybe we struggle with in our world. Maybe they might be, uh, I don't know, really extreme fundamental Christians or they, they might have a certain political stance or they might follow the wrong football team or they might, I don't know, whatever it is. I want us all to think about maybe that group that we just struggle a little bit with. Have we all got that, someone? Let's all be honest. We've all got it. Now, here's the amazing thing about the incarnation. Imagine if you were told to leave your home, leave your family, leave your lifestyle, and go live with that group of people. And not only just be with them, but become one of them. Dress like them, talk like them. Wouldn't that be hard? I think I'd struggle be going to like hip top world, world <laughs> and, and becoming a rapper. But in a way, that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus left his home in heaven. It says in Philippians 2 that he didn't consider equality with God something to be grafted. He didn't consider his position, his, his space with God. But he humbled himself and he came to earth and he became flesh, he became human. He took on our sin, he, he, but he was sinless in that. And he entered into our darkness, into our mess, into our strife, into our pain, into our sorrow, in order that he might save us from it. And I think that's just the most beautiful thing about Christmas, that the God of ages would come down into our world, into our circumstances, into our very existence, into our subculture, become one of us in order that he might save us and bring us back home. And that is what is Christmas is all about. And yes, we can celebrate with tinsel and with Christmas trees and with baubles and food and all of those things are supposed to be pointing to the story. But really the essence is that, do you know what? God loves you so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not die but have eternal life. And that is really the simple message of Christmas, that he loves you so, so much that he would choose to come into this world to take on our flesh in order to rescue us and to bring us back home. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this greatest gift at Christmas. Jesus, born in the mess of our life as a little baby, to become one of us, to take on our flesh, in order that he might know us and understand us 
and rescue us and save us from our sins. Lord, I just pray for everyone who is here on this Christmas Day that we would take home again the simple message that you love us so much and this was demonstrated at Christmas when you came to earth to be with us, that you were the light that came into our darkness and that you are the light of life for us. We thank you, Jesus, in your wonderful, precious name. Amen. Amen. We're going to finish our service by being joyful and declaring that he is the one that has come and we can stand and be be thankful for that as we sing joy to the world. Let's stand. Once again, a very, very Merry Christmas to you, and I hope that you have a wonderful day uh, filled with joy and peace and hope and love, and that you remember that Jesus Christ is your Saviour and that he loves you so, so much. You can just take a seat for a moment, but we've got just a number of, couple of other things just to share before we close. That is, last week we had a wonderful Thanksgiving service, and we gave uh, gifts out to all our uh, children's volunteers. If you were not here last week, uh, there is a gift wrapped for you and ready for you to take home this morning. Also, kids are welcome to take home a glow stick with you from this morning. 
And on your way out, we also just want to give you just a little gift. There's a Christmas slice for you to have as you take um, and, and head out to your, to your Christmas celebrations. So may the Lord bless you. Go enjoy and have a great day.